and welcome to the Lost Life Farmer Podcast. I am Kevin. It is Tuesday, May 10th, at approximately 8.30 in the morning. So it's been less than 24 hours since I recorded this episode. But I was just scratching some heads and rumps of some heifers, and just thought I would share my thoughts on taming, taming heifers and calves and cows. I, um, I like to have cows that are tame enough that you can be around them without them being stressed out when you're close to them, Um, especially when you're touching them. Uh, I like to have cows that appreciate a good head scratch or at least a tail scratch, but that's not necessary in every one of them, as long as I have a few that I can be lovey-dovey with. But I do not want them wild, where they panic when you get to within five feet of them. Also, prefer if they're not so tame that they become stubborn and non-responsive and don't don't care when you when you're trying to move them somewhere, that sort of thing. I want them to still have a bit of a flight response if necessary, and. I try to use my body language of how I hold myself and what I do with my arms and hands and voice to to them which response I'm I'm wanting wanting them to have at that particular moment and they get to know that over time most of them um I guess at the other end of the spectrum, the ones that are, yeah, well, yeah, I guess at that same end of too, too tame, they also can have a tendency to come up and demand head scratches by headbutting you or things like that, which with horned cows can be dangerous. So... I I do have some animals like that. Ingrid is one of them, but she does not have horns. Um, the heifer Nadra is another one. She is a bottle calf. So I have to watch out extra, watch extra closely when I'm around them. And like when I'm feeding hay and stuff like that, they're or working around them in general. They're you know, if there's how that's dominant to them and they're trying to get away from them, they 
it's not that they're trying to hurt me. It's just they zero fear of me, and so they're going to, you know, plow into me to get away from that other animal. So that becomes a safety concern as well. So how I go about it is I like to take the time to, even when they're baby calves, to be on them on a regular basis, which just kind of naturally happens when I'm learn our systems, and then also usually the calves and milking if they're in the holding area. They don't usually, I mean occasionally, usually only when they're really little, they'll, they'll go through the parlor because they don't want to leave their mom, but um, Usually, they stay in the holding area, and I let them out the back, and that's kind of their first training in learning cues for me in hurting doing the gate, and that they can walk past me when I'm standing in a certain way, and that sort of thing. It's not that they'll remember that, and that it'll always go. You know, all these all these things take take repetition and really start better. And then I like to take some time whenever I can, when I'm like observing or have a few extra minutes to either stand still for long enough while they're where they'll come up and sniff me or even better sit down and they'll come up and, and sniff me and then some of them will start to you know lick you and try and eat your clothes and hair and that sort of thing and that's when you can kind of tell the their the sort of ingrained docility uh, of each individual animal because they're all raised the same way, but some of them will very quickly go from sniffing to licking to letting me scratch them. Uh, some of them, they might just barely want to sniff them just because they're curious, but they won't really ever move to the licking phase, or if they do, as soon as I move my hands, because hands are really weird to cap. Like they're it's such a weird, it's like a big red flag, and so that's why hands can really be used effectively in moving them. If you have them down at your sides, you're less of a threat. If you lift them up and hold your your hand broadside, that's like a a flag saying move away from that and so you can raise your hand on one side or the other or both sides is 
as far away as possible, or, or far away from your body as possible to make yourself wide, and that, that helps make them go away. But at any rate, um, as they... So, so some of them will, you know, as I'm like sitting there calmly, some of them will start to start to be licking me and, and I feel like they're getting very, very bold and, and so I might sort of slowly raise my hand and then they'll start to lick my arm and my hand and then I might sort of move my hand slowly up toward the, the pole of their heads or the, the top part um, where they're um, just behind their ears, that, that sort of top knobby knobby thing on the top of their head that the horns come out of, which is one of their, usually their favorite place to get scratched if they do like to get scratched on their head. Um, and I'll sort of waggle my fingers a little bit and, you know, and sometimes they'll move away right away. As soon as you start to do something, they're like, whoa, what just happened? Sometimes... Some of them are immediately like, ooh, that feels good. So they're all different. And, and some cows never get to the point of liking to have their heads scratched. And some cows never get to the point of even letting you scratch their tails. Some, some cows... Most of my cows eventually get to the point where I can scratch their their tail and rump. But scratching their heads gets a little bit scarier, so it's a kind of a a select few who are okay with having heads scratched. Sorry, I'm doing observing the pasture out here. I was just fence that was a poly wire that was used in the winter in the early part of the winter and I had kind of left it down have some bare patches for, for a couple of years or, or weedy patches, but we'll see. Um, but I, I digress from my, my topic. And, uh, so yeah, Brianne is one, one case. She, um, she does not like being touched at all. Gerhild, who's generation four here, so she's one of the ones she's on here. Um, I, I, for a long time, I thought 
ever going to be tamed. But when she was seven years old, she started to let me scratch her tail. sort of respecting their wishes and and if it's clear they don't want to they're not in the mood for scratching i'll try and force it give them their body autonomy right so so that was kind of exciting when it you know after seven years a cow that i had kind of thought was always going to be kind of wild she finally gave in to the scratching So, I don't know, that's just my, my comments on people seem to have an act of thinking their cows, oh wow, this is a big herd of deer. They seem to like to come here in the morning and graze. I've seen a herd of like 12 deer out here the last few mornings. But I guess we're around here, probably the biggest source of of grazing for the deer right now. Uh, at any rate, um, yeah, some people have an act for making their animals super tame. Um, some people like to bring treats in their pockets and feed treats and tame their animals that way. I personally don't like getting mobbed by animals looking to get treats from me every time I come out of so animal of grass or something like that just because it's, it's kind of fun, but it's not I don't make a habit of, of taming with treats. I just tame with with patience and demeanor and and scratches so uh, yeah but uh, you know there, there there are definitely people who have you know all their animals their their pigs their their cows their goats everything is is just super friendly and loves getting pet and all that sort of thing and um I guess I'm not one of those people, but I I do value having animals that, that aren't stressed out by the presence of humans and by being able to give them some loving now and then and therapeutic for me as well. So thanks for listening. Thanks to our musicians for our theme song, composed by Soren Dietzel, and recorded by Revolving Parlor. So, have a good Tuesday.
today's a little bit cooler, so that is very nice.